Welcome to another episode of the Nitro Performance Guide. This is TJ, your host, the Nitro Performance Guy. On a very special Wednesday uh, morning, This it's my birthday. So, happy birthday to me. I'm feeling good, feeling great. Uh, we're about to talk some drag racing. Um, and uh, so, how, how much better could it be, you know? I'm, I'm having a good time, and I'm just sitting here. I love it. It's about the simple things, folks. <laughs> All right. So we didn't have a race last weekend. Uh, so on these off weekends, usually I want to do like some kind of educational kind of thing or something to that effect. Uh, but I didn't even want to do that this weekend. Um, I, I got the podcast started after my home race, uh, which I'm a St. Louis native, born and raised. Uh, my home race is... Uh, the Midwest Nationals uh, in Madison, Illinois. Uh, it's not St. Louis, but it's like 10 minutes from the arch. I mean, you can see the arch from the starting line. Um, now, I've, I've always thought that was cool uh, about this racetrack. Uh, it's it's had a couple names. <laughs> it even went the, the, uh, the opposite way at one time. Uh, the starting line was actually the, the, the sand trap at one point. Uh, but they, they, they reconfigured the racetrack not too long ago. Uh, so what I'm going to be doing on this podcast every so often is looking at my racetrack, my home racetrack in, in the performance that it, that it, you know, inhibits because it's not, it's not a racetrack that people talk about when they talk performance yet we've had the top few national records set at this racetrack in the right lane. We've had 338 at this racetrack. We've had, you know, top, that's a top five funny car speed. That was from a funny car, Robert Height, 2017. So I'm really going to be using this podcast to fight for, for worldwide technology raceway because there's not a lot of people talking about it when it comes to performance. Even the racers, you know, they acknowledge that it's a good racetrack, but, you know, Y'all need to give, put some respect on that racetrack's name because if it wasn't for that surface, we would not see the times um, that we see. So what I'm going to do is we're going to basically go back and do a, a standard breakdown that we do for races. But we're going to go back to September to the Midwest Nationals and we're going to break it down just like we would break it down any other race. Break it down any other race. You know what I mean. <laughs> so, after we're done breaking the race down, we're going to look ahead to Pomona because we got the final race of the season this weekend. Uh, there's going to be some championships decided this weekend. Um, so, it's going to be a interesting weekend. Um, but we'll talk about that after we're done breaking down the performance from Gateway. I still call it Gateway, even though it's Worldwide Technology Raceway, which shouts, you know, shout out to Worldwide Technology Raceway for taking a, uh, over the major signage of the racetrack. I mean, it's having gone there since I was a kid. Uh, it, it's a completely different feel from when I was younger to having, you know, Worldwide Technology all over the racetrack. Uh, I mean, it just it just really ups the ante. It kind of makes our racetrack look like, you know, the Bruton Smith racetracks, which you know, that that's another conversation because I want to do a episode about towers. Like I, I'm a nerd. OK, I, I'm a cute nerd. <laughs> I like talking 
nerdy stuff. But I'm cool, though. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right. I'm having a good time. So, let's get started. So, let's start with Friday. Funny cars are first out on Friday. Um, so, the, the session started at 551. The weather conditions were 79 degrees. The relative humidity was 41%. The barometer was 29.96. The adjusted altitude was 2,108 feet. The track temperature was 70, oh, I'm sorry, 97 degrees. Uh, the first funny car out was Chris King. He was on the throttle for about 100 feet and still crosses the finish line at seven seconds at almost 100 miles an hour. 7.334 at 98.49 miles per hour. It's it's truly staggering. Just just amazing. He was on the gas less than two seconds and he still crossed the line at almost 100 miles per hour and under 10 seconds. Un unreal. So the next pair, we see Dale Creasy and Bob Bodie. How about Bob Bodie getting down through there? 3.891 at 322 .04 miles per hour. Let's look at the incremental times for Bobby Bodie. Dale Creasy gets down there 4.094 at 305 miles per hour. He lost the cylinder. Uh, he was just a little soft going uh going through 60 feet uh he was 917 at 60 uh but again, again we don't see that car a lot so it's great when we ever we see uh dale creasy come out uh whenever you see these teams that come out they don't run every race they don't run the car as hard as they you know as some of the the regular touring teams do uh because they have the parts they have factories they a lot of the teams manufacture their own parts uh so when you have that and you can just go back to your factory and make new parts that's different from a team that has to buy all the parts um, it, it's expensive to run these cars, even when everything goes right. Um, but Bobby Bodie, he made a really amazing run incrementally at the U.S. Nationals. The car didn't get to the finish line under power, but a lot of people started looking at that RB uh, plastic bags car uh, because of the incremental numbers and what that car would have run. It finally got to the finish line this time. Uh, but look at these these incremental numbers. Point eight. Six two. That is a good number. Uh, two point two three one. Uh, at three thirty. At six sixty. Three point one four six. At two hundred eighty two point eight four miles per hour. I mean, it, it would that that was obviously number one for the next couple pairs. Uh, so Terry Haddock and Jim Campbell get gone up there. Um. We don't see the stout three-second runs. We see uh, a couple 4-0 runs. We got 4.242 in the left lane for Terry Haddock. And then we got, uh, for Jim Campbell, 4.177 at 259.51 miles per hour. And in the other lane, Terry Haddock was running 290.51 miles per hour. He, they were not running through the finish line. Also, something to say about the Bob Bodie run. He clicked off. He clicked the car off early. And that's uh, something that we talk about a lot. 
um, Alan Reinhardt. Again, I, I tip my hat for the education he gives to all of us. But, I mean, if you click the car off 50 feet before the finish line, the speed, just because of how much aerodynamic drag are on these cars, the speed is going to go away in a hurry. Sometimes, you know, 8 or 10 miles per hour. You know, that was a 322 and he cr clicked it a little early. That could have been quite a bit faster than that. Um, I did want to say that. Uh, let me see. Campbell, he makes a decent pass, but he's off the throttle a little early. He dropped the cylinder at like 400 feet. The flames started to look a little wacky. Uh, Haddock gets about 700 feet and starts mixing up the cylinders. Uh, and at 900 feet, the flames disappear. So next week, we're starting to get into our top 10 here. Blake Alexander, Alexis DeJoria. Blake is in the left lane. Alex, Alex, I'm so sorry. Alexis is in the right lane. So incrementally, we're looking at these 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 numbers here. 60 foot, 0.875 in both lanes. They were dead even. They were dead even. Let's look at 330. 2.249 for Blake in the left lane to a 2.241 in the right lane. Again, they were practically dead even. You could throw a curtain over them at that point. Uh, 660 is when we start to see some of the separation. Blake Alexander... 3.175 at 278.17 miles per hour to Alexis DeJoria's 3.236, uh, which is a bit off the pace um, at just 232 miles per hour. So she had definitely encountered her problems by then. She gets about 700 feet and loses traction and the flames disappear. Alexander makes a clean run, getting it down through there, straight down the lane too, uh, for 3.926 at 324.36 miles per hour. So that gets the number two spot for now. Next, we have Bob Tasca and Tim Wilkerson. Tim Wilkerson and Bob Tasca put on a show, side-by-side -side drag race here. Um, 3.907 in the left lane for Bob Tasca the third at 329.91 miles per hour. So basically 330 miles per hour going through the light. So that was that's our biggest speed of the session so far. Then we got Tim Wilkerson in the right lane uh, running 3.905 at 322.11 miles per hour. So he got the better of that one by two thousandths of a second. Let's look at the incremental numbers here. We got 871 to a 882. Uh, I'm going to go top to bottom or left to right. So uh, the, the first person you hear will be in the right lane. The second one will be in the, uh, I'm sorry, the first person will be in the left. The second person will be in the right. I'll go top to bottom here. So in the left lane, we got 2.247 at 330 to in the right lane 3.254 at 660 3.168 in the left lane to 3.162 in the right lane so they were a little off but now tim is catching up a little bit at, at 660 when that clutch starts to go one-to-one -one. uh both cars are running over 280 miles per hour bob tasca was running 280.95 to Tim Wilkerson's 284.75 miles per hour. And then uh, we get that side-by-side 3.90 something 
uh, on both scoreboards. Amazing. Side-by-side -side drag race. Tasca gets right behind in eighth for that one. And Tim Wilkerson takes the seventh spot uh, with this run here. So then we got Robert Height and Cruz Pedragon coming up to make their first crack at the racetrack. Uh, Cruz Pedragon doesn't get down the racetrack. He encounters some problems. Uh, at about 600 feet, it was looking really strong, uh, and then he uh, ended up clicking the run. Uh, Bob, uh, I'm sorry, Robert Height gets down there, 3.902 at 326.87 miles per hour. So look at the incremental numbers. Robert Height, 866. That's the quickest of the session so far. Uh, oh, no, just kidding. Bobby Bodie is still the quickest of the session at 862. Uh, so that's that's pretty stout. That just shows you how strong that run was. Um, because nobody has gone into the 80s yet again since that run. Um, so let's look at 330, 3 point or 2.237 uh for Bob. Well, Bob Height, I guess you could call him that. Um and then Cruz Pedregon in the other lane at 330, 2.236, uh, 660, 3.156 in the left lane uh, for Robert Height. And then 3.176 in the left lane for Cruz Pedregon. Cruz was running 256 at this one, at, at this point in the racetrack so he had encountered his problems by then robert Hyde was approaching 280 miles per hour 278.40 uh to get down through there Hyde goes down through there with the head of flames up looking very clean straight and true um he'll be number two for now 3.902 all right moving on we got john force in the right lane and we got J.R. Ty in the left. Uh, J.R. Ty is the only one that gets down the racetrack under power with the flame shooting over the roof. 3.915 at 330.72 miles per hour. So he gets all of that. Um, John Forrest, quite aggressive at 60 feet. 875, or I'm sorry, 857. 857. That's the quickest 60 foot of the session. That's the quickest. It didn't stick though, because he, he did pedal it uh, after the car got in trouble. But um, let's look at JR Ty's incremental numbers in comparison 885 at 60, 330, 2.262. And then at 660 foot half track, the eighth mile, 3.179 at 282. Point nine one nine miles per hour. I swear I have dyslexia. I really do. <laughs> but we're gonna keep we're gonna keep pushing. Um so that was a good run uh for the DHL boys. Uh flames looked good, fames looked full. That clutch locked up about half track, and that was all she wrote. We're gonna talk about that as we continue going, uh like the splits. That's something that we really have to look at. Like from 660, which is half track or the eighth mile, they're running about 280 in the funny cars. 
Now, these cars are capable of running over 300 miles per hour, over 330 miles per hour. So that's a swing of like almost 40 miles per hour in 340 feet. Amazing. Amazing. Truly amazing. So then we got Matt Hagen and Ron Caps. They put on a show for us. Side by side, 3.88 something at 332 miles per hour. Side by side, 332 mile per hour runs. Um, so for the records, we got in the left lane, Matt Hagen, 3.889 at 332.75 miles per hour. And in the le- right lane, we have Ron Caps, uh, who gets the number one spot by one thousandth of a second. Eight, three point eight, eight, eight at three hundred thirty-two point five nine miles per hour. Three hundred thirty-two miles per hour. Let's look at the incremental numbers. At sixty foot, eight sixty-four for Matt Hagen to an eight seventy-two for Ron Caps. Uh, it's still not as quick as Bobby Bodie or John Forrest. Um, Because John Forrest has the quickest 60 at this point. Uh, 330, 2.233 in the left lane to a 2.241 in the right lane. Uh, So looking back, um, let me see. Yeah, Bobby Bodie was still quicker than Matt Hagen at this point. Uh, So it's 660, 3.153 to a 3.154. They were basically making the same run. Look at 660, the eighth mile. 283.37 283.37 miles per hour in the left lane to a three or to a 283.91 miles per hour in the right lane. So they were both 283 miles per hour at the eighth mile uh, to finish out going over 332 miles per hour. That was a great way to close the Friday night qualifying for Nitro Funny Car. Head of Flame shooting over the roof. It was truly an exciting drag race to watch. So, moving on, we got top few here. Um, so, the first pair, we got Lex June and Keith Mert. Uh, we got Lex June getting down through there 3.953 at 240 miles per hour. So, that dragster was not running through the finish line, but that was a good run for him. Uh, 3.953. We got to celebrate those those smaller teams, guys. Uh, yeah, sure, we want to see the 380s and the 360s and 370s, you know. But when we got a team that comes out maybe every other, you know, every other month or so, they don't run every race, we got to support them and, you know, because they're the future, you know. Gone are the days of the big teams. And, I and I, you know, we're seeing that more and more. The one-car teams are, are really tearing it up out here. So just because they don't run every race doesn't mean they can't beat you. Anybody can get snake bit on race day. In the next pair of top fuel dragsters, we have TJ Zizzo in the left lane and Trip Tatum in the right lane. Trip Tatum, 3.745 at 323.81 miles per hour. Two in the other lane, we got 3.798. At 325.53 miles per hour. This is a great side-by-side drag race. Trip launched hard. I mean, it the car just took off. Uh 840, 60 foot. 
Uh, let me see. Yeah, that that's the quickest so far. A uh, trip Tatum. 840, 60 foot. To Lex June, who also made, you know, we were just talking about him. 843, 60 foot. That's not a bad 60 foot. I wanted to go back and make sure I talked about that. Uh, so then in the next pair, we have Spencer Massey in the left lane and uh, Scott Palmer in the right lane. Um, another good side-by-side -side drag race. Uh, all 16 cylinders were firing and, and singing all the way down the racetrack. 3.772 at 317.57 miles per hour for Scott Palmer. And then in the left lane, we got Spencer Massey, 3.793 at 322.65 miles per hour. This, Like I said, this is a great drag race. Head of flames shooting over the, the wing. And uh, it was great. Great. So we have both of them just above three seconds at the eighth mile. Uh, both cars were going over 283 miles per hour. Uh, Scott Palmer was 284. Uh, but I want to back up real quick to Trip Tatum's. To Trip Tatum, you guys know I jump around. 289.69 miles per hour at the eighth mile. That's the biggest speed we've seen so far. Okay, so now then we have Joey Haas and Kyle Wurzel. Kyle Wurzel would make a great run. 3.809 at 316.82 miles per hour. I was actually able to go into their pit on race day, so that was pretty cool. Um, just above three seconds at the eighth mile, 282.49. Oh, I'm sorry, 48 at the eighth mile. Uh, like I said in last week's episode, I might stumble, but guess what? We're going to fix it. We're going to say it right. We're going to get it right because one thing we have to do is be accurate. So we got Buddy Hole in the left lane and Josh Hart in the right lane. Uh, let's see. Let me just make a check of the 60s that we see here. Um, Kyle Wurzel, 857, 60. Still not quicker than Trip Tatum's 840. So we're still moving forward. All right. So Josh Hart gets down the racetrack 3.761 at 323.19 miles per hour. Hull started mixing up cylinders and the engine let go in a big fireball. Height or Hart had just won the previous race. He had just won Charlotte coming into this race. Uh, he kept it in the groove, kept it straight down. The head of flames were high and steady the whole way down the racetrack. At the eighth mile, 287 miles per hour. He was 3.018 at the eighth mile. 851.60 foot. And we don't really talk about reaction times during qualifying, but I like to look at them because you got it's kind of cool to see how everybody kind of gets with it in the final session. Um, but some of them come out consistently all the time, and you're going to see that in the next pair too. Uh, 084 off the line for Josh Hart. Um, so in the next pair, we got Doug Kalitta, Mac Tools, and Clay Milliken with Nertech ODT and Parts Plus. This was a good side-by-side. -side. Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't side-by-side. -side. It wasn't. Um, Doug Khalid was the only one that got down the racetrack with all 16 hitting. He was driving down the racetrack. I mean, he was... They say they he took the long way down. Uh, Tony Pedregon, he likes to say, you know, he... 
he traveled 1100 feet to go a thousand feet uh i mean the the most efficient way to go down the racetrack is in a straight line but sometimes that's not always possible uh so i certainly we don't attack the drivers when they have to drive a little bit and doug Kalita is one of the best in the business uh 3.747 at 325.14 miles per hour with connie Kalita uh looking on to in the other lane that and this is you know this is a cool thing here 6.747 so we got 747 on both scoreboards for connie Kalita, uh the airline owner so cool so we got the quickest um eighth mile time here 3.005 at 286.80 miles per hour uh for doug kalitta clay milliken early numbers let's look at kalitta's early numbers as well 835 in the left lane for doug kalitta and 828 in the right lane for clay milliken so if that's stuck that was going to go down the racetrack and it was going to light up the scoreboard and something beautiful. Uh, so, but unfortunately he strikes the tires and the flames go down. Kalita again, keeps the flames up the whole way down the racetrack. So then we got Sean Langdon, Antron Brown. Antron gets the best of this one. 3.765 at 323.97 miles per hour. Uh, the header flames were high and steady going through the line. Uh, he had the cylinders all lit going down the racetrack. Header flames were nice and orange uh, going through the down through there. All right. So in the next lane, we got Matt Salinas. My, Matt Salinas? That's a new driver. I, we haven't met him yet. Mike Salinas and Leah Pruitt. Leah Pruitt doesn't get down the racetrack. But I'll tell you what. Mike Salinas sure does. 3.652 at 327.74 miles per hour. Pruitt's up in smoke right at the hit pretty much, just like Sean Langdon in the pair previous. Salinas was in the left lane when he made this run. Antron was in the right. Uh, Doug Kalitta was in the left. Josh Hart was in the right. So we're trading off. Uh, solid runs in both. Let's look at Matt, uh, Mike Salinas's uh, incremental times: eight sixteen to six sixty, or I'm sorry, to sixty foot. I said that a lot in last week's episode, six sixty, and I meant to say sixty. <laughs> All right, but anyway, at sixty foot, we got eight sixteen. That is aggressive, certainly aggressive for Allen Johnson. But he's been doing it a lot of years. He knows what he's doing. Leah Pruitt, eight thirty seven. At 60, but she didn't get farther than that. Um, so back over to Mike Salinas. 2.069 at 330. That is stout. At 660, we got 2.922 2 at 294.82 miles per hour. The header flames were shooting over the rear wing. The chassis was flexing the whole way down the racetrack. And that was a great run for us. Next, we got Billy Torrance and Justin Ashley. This was a great side-by-side -side drag race. Um, 3.717 in the left lane for Billy Torrance at 330.96 miles per hour. To Justin Ashley, 3.770 
at 327 point three miles per hour so that was a great side-by-side drag race we had all 16 candles lit going down through there both cars shooting those header flames over the rear wing chassis flexing it was a great drag race very nice to look at over the on the sunoco vision so at 660 billy torrance was going 290 miles per hour at the eighth mile in time wise, he was going 2.987. Wow. Wow. All right, 660. I keep doing it, y'all. I keep doing it. 60 feet. 839. That's aggressive. 850 in the other lane. So 377 is not a bad run, certainly. But you're going to see as we go on and qualify, um, this was the third quickest top fuel bump in nhra history yeah yeah that's what our racetrack does all right so we got the in the left lane we got the number one and two in the points they're still number one and two in the points steve torrance and Brittany forrest Brittany doesn't get down the racetrack 562-0 we know um david grubnick was looking for more than that because he this was the racetrack david grubnick actually was the one who set the top fuel national record. He was tuning Clay Milliken, 363. So we know he has good data on this racetrack. Uh, but he doesn't get down the racetrack on this one. Uh, Steve Torrance, 826 at, six, six, at 60 foot. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm just going to just keep correcting myself. It's fine. <laughs> We're having fun. It's all right. 330, 210 with a five on the end. At the eighth mile, 2.971 at 291 miles per hour. At the end of the racetrack, it was 3.702 at 328 miles per hour. So that was the end of the first top fuel session. All right, so moving on, on the next day, the air temperature is 72 degrees. The relative humidity is 43%. The barometer is reading 30.11 inches. Adjusted altitude is 1,412 feet. The track temperature is 112 degrees. Clay Milliken is the first out, and he runs a 3.780, 319.52 miles per hour. He was 8 32 at 60 foot and he was just above three seconds at the eighth mile it was a good run he a uh, very good workmanlike run i'm sure mike clover and the guys would have wanted that one in the first session so they could have kind of uh, turned the screws on this one because uh, the track was better it was a little hot had some heat in it um but you'll see that we still get some even better performances than we got the previous day. We got Leah Pruitt and Sean Langdon. Sean Langdon gets down there in a in a solid 3.839 at 320 miles per hour. The car looked like it was pretty soft going through the incremental traps. Um so then Leah Pruitt is the she gets the best of this one 3.768 at 319.90 miles per hour. Speed down a little bit. Uh, so could have been some wacky flames. Um, she launched hard and was straight down the groove. Um, but like I said, Langdon was kind of slowing. 
but that was a good run for them to just to get a good baseline. They can um, turn the screws from that. Then we got Brittany Forrest early up in the session because she didn't make a good run the previous night. The run order on in the first session is determined by points. In the second session, it's determined by your performance. If you don't get down the racetrack like Clay Milliken, that's a top 10 car. But, you know, he didn't get down the racetrack, so he's got to be first up. Um, Brittany Forrest, she's, she gets the better of this one. 3.700 at 331.53 miles per hour. Look at the incremental numbers on this one. 833 at 60 foot. 330. 210 with a 4 on the end. 660, 2.974, and she was running over 292 miles per hour at the eighth mile. She launched hard and kept it hooked up. Chassis was flexing. We could see it from the starting line. Um, next up, we have Buddy Hole and Lex June. Neither car, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me make sure. Yeah, that's Buddy Hole in the left lane. Gets down there, 3.984, 308 miles per hour he that's his career best et and speed so that's awesome uh lex june doesn't get down the racetrack he crosses in 29 seconds uh so moving on we got tj zizzo and kyle wurzel kyle wurzel is the only one who gets down the racetrack with the engine singing the entire way 3.834 at 311 miles per hour wurzel makes a good run but he won't improve on that 3.80 from the previous night. Then we got Spencer Massey and Scott Palmer. They don't even make it past the Christmas tree, guys. Right up in smoke. It was synchronized. It was like they hit the gas. All 16 were singing. And then there was nothing. Because there was tire smoke. So they got one more hit at it. Uh, coming up. Then we got Doug Coletta and Justin Ashley. Justin Ashley. 3.74. Oh, at 327.11 miles per hour. That's going to move him up into the top half of the show. Uh, so let's look at the incremental numbers. 843 at 60, 330, 2.135 at 660. He was right at three seconds, 3.005 at the eighth mile. He was also running 291 miles per hour uh, to cross at 3.74 with an O on the end. Doug Kalita doesn't get down the racetrack. The struggles continue. This was the first race Aaron Brooks was uh, turning the wrenches for him. Uh, and he definitely uh, made a marked improvement, but just didn't get it on this one. All right, so then we got Billy Torrance and Antron Brown. Antron is the only one that gets down the racetrack on this one. 3.770 at 325.30 miles per hour. That's a good run. Um but you'll see these good runs at this racetrack, you kind of have to have an exceptional run to get into the top half of the field. Um, you know, it's a good looking pass, but he won't improve. Um, he makes the fourth quickest pass of the session. Um, however, so then we got Steve Torrance and Josh Hart. Josh Hart's the only one that gets down the racetrack in this one. 3.768 at 327.90 miles per hour he was 846 at 60 feet at 330 it was 2.148 at the eighth mile 3.030 and he was almost running 290 at the eighth mile but it was just 287 it was just 
287 at 660 feet from a sitting dead start. Uh, three seconds later, he was going over 287 miles per hour. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so that's not going to be as quick as the previous run he made, uh, but he makes the third quickest pass of the session. So he's going to get a point. Possibly. We got one more pair of cars left. We got Mike Salinas and Trip Tatum. Uh, Salinas starts and drifts out of the groove and starts to haste the tires. He clicks it off. But he'll hold on to the number one spot because nobody was any anywhere close to that 65 from the previous night. Trip Tatum gets down the racetrack 3.848 at 252 miles per hour. That car wasn't running with the flames up at the finish line. Uh, 826 for Trip Tatum to an 831 for Mike Salinas. Um, just going back, uh, got to be fair for, to everyone. Steve Torrance crosses the line at 19 seconds at just 80 miles an hour. So, top field is first on Saturday. We got Funny Car now. Funny Car qualifying session number two. The air conditions haven't changed too much. Uh, it's actually, actually, let me just make sure before I say that. Give me a second. All right. Let me see. Oh, yeah, it actually did. The the uh, density altitude actually went up. It's now 1,526 feet. The track temperature is still to uh, 112 degrees. The relative humidity is 35%. The barometer is reading 30.9 inches, and it's still 74 degrees. It is 2.50 p.m. on Saturday. September 25th. It's like we're in a time machine. <laughs> All right. Chris King here. He's in the right lane. He's not going to get down the racetrack. He's going to go up in smoke. Not a carbon copy of what we saw the previous day. Uh, there was no smoke in the previous run. Uh, the header flames were high and steady. Looked good shooting over the roof. And then they just went out the previous night. But in this one, he actually did go up in smoke. Crosses the line is 17 seconds. Uh, next, we got John Forrest. Again, the big hitters that come up early in the session because they didn't make good runs the previous day. Um, so he's early. Check out these incremental numbers. Oh, uh, I don't want to do that yet. I want to talk about the ET first. 3.915 at 304 miles per hour. Now, let's talk about what happened on this run. Because you go 3.915 at just 304. Yeah. The parachute came out at like 800 feet. He was still in the gas. The butterflies were still open. Headers still spitting that fire. So, something also came off from under the bottom of the car. It was weird. The parachute was out and he still runs 3.915. Let's look at the incremental numbers because this run was better than the Matt Hagen, Ron Capps runs. The incremental numbers were better. Uh, 8.62 at 60 feet. 3.30, 3 3.2. I'm sorry, 3.2. 2.225 at 330. 6.63, 3.148 at 280 miles per hour. Now let's let's go back here. Let's let's we're having fun. We're not on any time schedule here, and you're enjoying yourself. So we're gonna we're gonna keep it going. Matt Hagen and Ron Caps. Let's just look at this. At 660, at the eighth mile, those cars were only running only. These are stout numbers, though, by the way. 3.15 something. They were just a thousand, thousandth apart. 
John Forrest, 3.148. So he was making a better run than those two cars were. Amazing. But the parachute came out and still runs. But again, that's that's a part of that, that speed dropping off really quickly. He was only 304, but look at the momentum that carried him to that 3.915. The momentum will continue because physics, but also because physics, <laughs> downforce. When the car is not uh, you know, accelerating and that downforce takes a hold, it's going to pretty much stop the car in its tracks. Uh, we got Dale Creasy and Alexis DeJoria. We got Alexis DeJoria getting down the racetrack 3.983 uh, at 323.43 miles per hour. Creasy gets about 500 feet and the car gets out of shape. He was back off of the throttle. Delexis. I love the things I say, y'all. It's funny how I mess up these things. It's funny. I love it. We don't do outtakes here on the Nitro Performance Guy. We love performance, and that includes live performance. So live performance has mistakes. Gotta love them. DeJoria <laughs> makes a clean pass and improves, moving to the 10th spot for right now. 3.8. 3.983. Okay. Here we go. Moving on. Jim Campbell and Blake Alexander. Blake Alexander. This is a nice side-by-side -side drag race here. We got both cars in the three-second zone. Jim Campbell, 3.995. This is his first three-second run in a long time. In a long time. Header flames up on both cars. 317.27 for that Jim Campbell, Jim Dunn-tuned race car. Uh, to Blake Alexander's, 3.955 at 322.27 miles per hour he was 886 to 60 feet john forrest 862 at 60 feet okay we got to keep reminding you of that one um because spoiler alert nobody would get to 60 foot quicker than john forrest did Okay, so we're going to continue, though. Uh, but I just wanted to let you know that nobody was quicker than John Forrest to 60 foot. Then we got J.R. Todd and Cruz Pedricon. Snap on. Pink fun. Socket to breast cancer. Got to always make sure we shout that one out. Breast cancer has touched all of us at some point. Uh, we've all known someone who's dealt with it. Uh, and then we got J.R. Todd with DHL CMR Roofing. Uh, neither car gets down the racetrack underpowered. Cruz gets farther than JR does, um, but he strikes the tires about 800 feet and clicks the run. JR gets about 400 feet and the flames go down. Um, so they're, they're, he crosses the line for Cruz 4.158 at 229 miles per hour to JR Todd 5.22. Seven at 142.04 miles per hour. Next, we have Bob Tasca, the third, and Tim Wilkerson. Also, let me just let me go back and make sure I do this. John Forrest was in the right lane. Alex DeJoria was in the right lane. Uh, Blake Alexander was in the left lane. Jim Campbell was in the right. J.R. Todd was in the left lane. Cruz was in the right. Bob Tasca is in the left lane. Tim Wilkerson is in the right. Uh, so this is another good side-by-side -side drag race. Look at this, side-by-side, -side, 393s. Uh, Tim Wilkerson gets the better of this one, 3.934 at 324.44 miles per hour to 
Bob Tasker, 3.936 at 328.54 miles per hour. Tasker goes down the groove with a straight pass, but he doesn't improve. Wilkerson was drifting to the right and left and crosses the finish line. Uh, the car makes a move to toward the finish line in the shutdown area. He makes a decent pass, but he won't improve on his previous number, which was that uh, 90 from the previous night, 3.90. Uh, then we got Robert Hyde and Bobby Bodie. Robert Hyde doesn't get down the racetrack. He en encounters problems about 500 feet. And then we got Bobby Bodie. Getting down there at 3.927 at 313.58 miles per hour. There was some wacky flames coming out of this car. And uh, everybody that knows Nitro Racing uh, knows that the flames tell the story. And they, they were looking a little scary. So, um, you know, Alan Meinhardt made the comment, why didn't they shut him off? He was already in the field at with that 89. Um, so why did they run it down through there? You know, the more runs you you make in these cars, the better. So we've seen this car not perform like it can until this race, 89. So we know what the car can do. Uh, but the more data you have on the car, the better. Um, so just a little bit of a, a little bit more detail. Bodie makes a good pass, but it looks like he was chewing up pistons all the way down through the run. The left side header flames were green early, and then the right side flames turned green for the last half of the run. Um, so the incremental times for Bobby Bodie, 867 in the right lane to a 866 in the in the left lane for Robert Height. Two point two two one at three thirty for Bobby Bodie, six sixty, three point one five three at 272 miles per hour that speed is a little down because of the engine trouble we were having uh so in the final run uh in the interest of fair reporting for the record 4.958 at 153 miles per hour for robert height uh so next we have the final two the two that put on a show the previous night matt hagan in the left lane and ron caps in the right lane uh, Matt Hagen had on the new Holland colors for uh, for this race um, both get off the line in the 80s mm, so that's cool pretty much dead even off the starting line Ron Caps kind of soft uh, the whole run uh, we'll go through the incremental numbers in just a second but Matt Hagen is the he gets the better of this one 3.9 1 1 at 329.10 miles per hour he was running 281 miles per hour at the eighth mile at 660 he was running 3.171 uh, which is uh quicker than Tim Wilkerson quicker than Cruz but not as quick as John Force John Force is still the quickest to the eighth mile. Uh, let me see what the speed is. Yeah, I think he no. Matt Hagen is quickest in the uh, or, or fastest to the eighth mile uh, in this session. But anyway, moving on. Three thirty two point two four eight at sixty foot eight seventy six. So that was a, that. I was a pretty solid run. That was on the pace. For what the conditions were running. Uh, Ron Caps, the car was just soft. It just didn't really perform. It just there was no cylinders out. He wasn't driving all over the racetrack. It just wasn't moving. Um, 906 to 60 foot. 330, 3.332. Um, 
which is a whole, you know, tenth off of what Matt was doing in the other lane. Uh, 660, we got 3.284 at just 274. Um, he crosses the line at 4.044 at 317 miles per hour. Uh, so that car was down on power, probably mowed through the clutch or something, something to that effect. Because visually, looking at the run, there wasn't much wrong with it. Uh, but it just didn't, it didn't perform like it should have. So, moving on to the final session of top fuel qualifying. Um, Q3. The air temperature is 74 degrees. The relative humidity is 34%. The barometer is reading 30.06 inches. The adjusted altitude is 1,630 feet. That is so funny, considering that the arch, just across the river, 630 feet. Just a little nerdy fact for you. <laughs> All right, the track temperature has gone down since the, from the previous session. Um, 108 degrees just just wanting to go back and putting the period on the final session or the the, the second session of funny car john force we got to talk about that run again because the incremental times for him and as well as matt hagan very impressive for a 112 degree racetrack um also the the side by side we saw from bob tasca and tim wilkerson also very good for the conditions 112 that's kind of that 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 zone where we you know need to kind of make some adjustments on how we're applying the power uh but it's still possible to make good runs because uh, we saw some cars going 330 uh so back in top fuel we got joey haas he's not in the show uh he's not going to make the show he's um, smokes the tires pretty much at the head, 10 seconds at 81 miles per hour. Then we got Keith Mert. He's the last one that can bump himself in. He was actually next to Kyle Wurzel with that 3.809. Uh, Wurzel wasn't solidified in the field uh, because at this point at, at in the qualifying, uh, Sean Langdon wasn't qualified. You know, he's only has a, a 383 best and the 380 bump. Um, so now everybody's looking. Uh, but Kyle Wurzel pulls out a line and, and takes that race card back to the pits. It's not cheap to run. Again, it's not cheap to run these cars even when everything goes right. Um, so a team that, you know, that doesn't run all of the, the races, we kind of got to understand when they pull out a line. It was just a little odd because he wasn't solidified in the field yet. Um, so Keith Merck goes down there in, in um, Tim Wilkerson's top fuel car, 4.06. Uh, at 275 miles per hour, he's not going to make the show. So the last person that can bump in is Sean Langdon. Uh, and this was the first of our side-by-side -side alerts for the final session. Man, we saw a lot of great side-by-side -side drag racing. And usually we see that in the final session. It's the last session before race day. Everybody's trying to get their stuff ready uh, for first round. You know, we th that tire smoke stuff, we got to figure it out. Uh, before race day we don't want to go up there first round which is going to have the best conditions of the day uh and, and smoke the tires so usually they get their act together by by um q3 but i say that to say this ain't easy and, and you can you can quote jimmy proc the the tuner of the triple a funny car i i'm not gonna say the word this ain't easy this stuff ain't easy okay so, you know, when they go out there and smoke the tires, yeah, it's easy for us as analysts and fans to go, oh, dang it, they didn't get down the racetrack. But, you know, something 
very technical didn't happen right for that to happen. It just they just didn't miss it, you know. No, like I said last week, nobody really misses it like that these days. Uh, so moving back into the session, top fuel Q3. Third pair out, we got Scott Palmer in the left lane and Sean Langdon in the right lane. Side-by-side, three seventies, 3.779 at 323.66 for Scott Palmer. And then in the right lane, we got uh, 3.787 at 322.42 miles per hour. That was the best run for Sean Langdon, getting him in the show. Uh, Palmer straight down the groove with another clean pass. He will not improve and stays in the number 11 spot. Uh, his incremental times, 831, uh, 214.6 at 330, 660.037, just above three seconds at the eighth, and uh, 278.52 miles per hour. So the car is a little down on power. We like to see the dragsters definitely over 280 when they're really getting it. Uh, Sean Langdon, his incremental numbers. Uh, he makes the quickest pass of the weekend. And listen to this guy. He bumps into the number 13 spot. He runs a 3.787. And that's only good enough for 13. That's 13th best. Wow. Uh, So at the eighth mile, he was going 286 miles per hour. He was just above three seconds, a little bit slower than uh, Scott Palmer at 660, 3.040. Uh, 330, 3. 1, or 2.157 at 330. And at 60 foot, he was 849. So moving on, uh, we got Leah Pruitt and TJ Zizzo. TJ's in the right lane. Leah is in the left lane. Leah's the only car that gets down with the uh, V8 singing down there. 3.714 at 326 flat. Wow. Wow. Uh, incremental times for Leah, 2.976. That's the first one of the session. Sub three seconds to the eighth at 289 miles per hour at the eighth mile. At the eighth mile. 330, 210 with a five on the end at 60 foot. We got 838. Uh, so now you start to see those reaction times start to get a little lower. Sean Langdon, just to go back, 052 off the line. Pretty cool. All right. So she moves up to the number four spot with that run. Uh, Zizzo's up in smoke about 3.30 and just clicks it off. He crosses the line at five seconds and 42 at 125 miles per hour. So moving on, we got another side-by-side alert here. Antron Brown, Steve, Steve Torrance is not up yet. Antron Brown and Spencer Massey, we got side by side 70s again. Uh, Massey gets the better of this one 3.721 at 327 miles per hour in the right lane to Antron Browns, who was right there with them. They, they, I mean, side by side drag race 3.778 at 324 miles per hour, side by side at 330 or 320 miles an hour. Let's go back and forth. We're going to, since they're side by side, we're going to compare the two. Uh, at 60, at 660, I'm sorry, at the eighth mile, they were both running 286 something. Wow. At 60, 660 feet, 
Spencer Matthew was the only car that went sub three seconds, 2.981 to Antron's 3.036. Moving to 330, 2.152 for Antron to a 2.10 with an O, 2.100 for Spencer Massey. 8.30.60 for Massey to Antron's 8.51. Um, Massey got off the line first, and that's why he got to the big end first. <laughs> Brown with another good-looking pass, but will not improve. He gets bumped back one spot by Massey. Massey had all had it hitting on all eight all the way down the racetrack. Massey, with his career quickest pass and season fastest, he goes to the top half of the show. All right, Josh Hart and Doug Kalitta, another side-by-side 370 top fuel run. Uh, at over 320 miles an hour. I'm giving it away. Here we go. <laughs> Josh is in the left lane. And Doug Kalitta is in the right. We got 3.743 at 325.92 miles per hour for Dougie. And then in the left lane, Josh Hart. 3.784 326.48 miles per hour. Hart was straight down the groove. With another good looking pass, but he won't improve from the 10 spot. 3.78 is only good for the lower half of the field. Truly incredible. Coletta launched hard and had it hidden on all eight. He was skating around down there again on the top end. And he will move into the top half of the show for now. His incremental times 839, 2. Point one two six at six sixty, about three seconds flat. Three point oh oh five at two hundred eighty eight miles per hour. In the other lane, we got Josh Hart, eight fifty three, at sixty foot. Three thirty, two point one six four at the eighth mile. Three point oh four six, so just about three seconds flat at two hundred eighty four miles per hour. Again, another side by side drag race. Oh, in the interest of telling you guys what happened on the racetrack, Spencer daylighted Antron at the other end of the racetrack. I mean, it was like a car link down there. Um, He was making a good run, but Massey was making a better run. Um, So then we got another side-by-side alert here. Trip Tatum and Billy Torrance side-by-side. You guessed it, 370. Um, so Billy Torrance in the right lane and Trip Tatum in the left lane. Billy Torrance gets the better one of this one, 3.726 at 325.30 miles per hour. To Trip Tatum, another solid run, 3.731 at 319 miles per hour. He's going to get into the top half of the show with this run. Incremental times here. How about Trip Tatum? 819 to 60 foot to Billy's 842. 330, 2.106 for Trip Tatum to Billy Torrance's 3 or 2.118. Both cars were sub three seconds to the eighth mile. 2.981 for Trip to Billy's 2.989. They were both running over 288 miles per hour at the eighth mile unbelievable all right we got another one we got another one guys another side-by-side alert justin ashley and steve torrance it was funny because alan reinhardt yells from the pa 
can anybody get another 60 out there? Is there another 60 out there? And Steve Torrance gets down there through there, gets down there through there, gets down through there. There we go. <laughs> We're going to work it out. It's a team effort. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. 3.697 at 329.75 miles per hour. Stout. In the other lane, we got Justin Ashley running 3.730 at 328.70 miles per hour. Also, want to back up a run here. Um, Trip Tatum launched hard and was on a good-looking pass until around the eighth mile mark when he pushed out a head gasket. He still makes his career quickest pass and moves into the top half of the show. Torrance was straight down the groove with a good-looking pass, but he will not improve. He will start from the number five spot. Uh, so that was just putting a period on the previous run here. Uh, so Ashley is straight down the groove with the quickest pass of the weekend to move up the ladder one spot. Justin Ashley's incremental times, 841, 212 with a three, 299.7 at 290 miles per hour. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So now we're starting to see the big speeds at the eighth mile. Uh, Steve Torrance, straight down the groove, straight and true. Chassis bouncing, header flames shooting over the wing. Even in the daytime, can't necessarily see them, but they're shooting over the roof. Uh, so that was a great, great drag race. He, of course, daylighted him at the end of the racetrack, but actually kept it close because he was 055 off the line. Uh, so Steve's incremental times, 826.60. That's aggressive. Uh, 210 with a one on the end. Uh, eighth mile, 2.965. That's the quickest to the eighth that we've seen. 292.65 going through there. All right. And then our final top fuel run here, we got Brittany, Brittany Torrance. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Brittany Force and Mike. Salinas. Mike Salinas is the number one qualifier. Mike Salinas would break Brittany Force's eight number one qualifying streak at this race. At this race. Brittany Force still gets down there through there. You ready? Gets down through there. Just we're, we're just gonna say whatever comes out of my mouth because trying to trying to control my mouth is like we we don't even know. So whatever comes out, we're just gonna go with it. <laughs> Three point six six. Three at three hundred thirty point three nine miles per hour for Brittany Forrest to Mike Salinas makes another good pass. Three point seven two seven at three hundred twenty seven point nine one nine miles per hour. Brittany's incremental times eight eighteen sixty foot. That's the quickest of the session. Two point oh seven nine at three thirty. That's the quickest of the session. At 660, 2.940. That's the quickest of the session. At 60, at 660 feet, the eighth mile, 295.21 miles per hour. That's the fastest of the session. Nobody else went faster through those increments. Than Brittany Force did. This is a side by side run, uh, but Brittany um, gets down the racetrack first. Um, let me see. Force with a good looking pass, but she's going to move up one ladder spot because she got bumped down uh, before she ran. Her number one qualifying streak will end at eight. Uh, so Mike Salinas is 
incremental times. 840, 60 foot, 2.117 at 330. 660, 2.991 at, and he was running at 289.20 miles per hour at 660 foot. So before we put a period on top fuel, let's talk about this field here. Let's just talk about it. Okay. 3.798 for TJ Zizzo. That's a good, that's a solid run. I mean, that's, that's not a, you know, that's not low ET, but that's a solid run. Guys, it was only good enough for number 15. That was 15th best. Kyle Wurzel, 3.809 on the bump spot. That's the bump. This is the third quickest top fuel bump in history. Look at these numbers. I'm going to go from the bottom to the top. Listen to this. I'm not going to tell you the driver. Because what would, uh, well, I'll tell you the driver. I'll tell you the driver. So we got Kyle Wurzel, 3.809. TJ Zizzo in number 15, 3.798. Tashawn Langdon, number 14. Number 14, 3.787. That was his best run of the weekend. To 13, Clay Milliken, 3.780. 13. Number 12, Scott Palmer, 3.772. Number 11, Antron Brown, 3.765. Number 10, Josh Hart, 3.761. Doug Kalitta's in the number nine spot, 3.743. Trip Tatum is the cutoff right there, 3.731. You have to get quick, you have to be quicker than 3.731 to get in the top half of the field. Yowza. Um, we got J- Justin Ashley, 3.730 at number seven. Spencer Massey. Number six, 3.721. Uh, yeah, 3.721. Billy Torrance, number five, 3.717. Leah Pruitt, 3.714. And now we get into the cool kids, the 60s. Um, Steve Torrance, 3.697. Brittany Forrest, 3.663. And then Mike Salinas, 3.652. Stout, stout. That is what worldwide technology does for nitro cars. Thank you very much. All right. So moving on to funny car. We didn't see as many runs. I mean, a lot of the crews they um, they opt out um, of running the, the the final session. They get you know a lot of the bigger teams. They get another baseline for the run that they're going to make in the morning. Uh, but a lot of the lower budget teams, they don't really see the need to um, run the car. One, two, three, four, five, six. We only got six uh, runs total, uh, only five pairs. So only 11 cars made an attempt in the third qualifier. Cruz Pedregon is the first up in the third qualifier. 3.896 at 328.62 miles per hour. He was 862 at the 60 foot mark, 330, 2.236 at the eighth mile, 3.155 at 
0.19 miles per hour. Let's talk about the track conditions. It was 75 degrees. The relative humidity was 34%. Barometer is reading 30.06 inches. The adjusted altitude is 1,601 feet. The track temperature is 108 degrees. Pedregon hasn't made a full pass under power uh, with the flames up. He goes right down through there uh, in the left lane. Oh, also, just... Just to wrap it up nice and pretty for Top Fuel, Brittany Force was in the left lane. Steve Torrance was in the right lane. Justin Ashley was in the left lane. Billy Torrance was in the right lane. Trip Tatum was in the left lane. Doug Coletta was in the right lane. Josh Hart was in the left lane. Antron Brown was in the left lane. Spencer Massey was in the right lane. Leah Pruitt was in the left lane. TJ Zizzo was in the right lane. Scott Palmer was in the left lane. And Sean Langdon was in the right lane. Uh, so that means Mike Salinas was in the right lane, that final pair. I uh, want to make sure I designate those lanes here because this is definitely not a track that you say, oh, it's a, it's a one lane racetrack. No, it's not. <laughs> so moving on, the, we get our first pair of floppers here. Uh, Jim Campbell in the left lane and uh, Blake Alexander in the right. So then we got. Blake Alexander, who gets the best one of that, 3.892 at 322 miles per hour. Alexander goes right down the groove with a clean pass and moves up to the four spot. Campbell was on a decent pass, but makes a move to the end, uh, makes a move near the end of the run and clicks it off. Uh, Blake Alexander's incremental times were also, I think we already did that. We already did that. Uh, see, I confuse myself sometimes. Um but it's okay. It's okay. We keep it pushing. All right. So Blake Alexander, 872, 60, 330, 2.2, 3.1 um, so got to make sure we designate because not getting down the racetrack and clicking it earlier, two different things, uh, 4.142 at 253 miles per hour. Alexis DeJoria and J uh, J.R. Todd. Alexis is in the left lane. J.R. is in the right. Alexis DeJoria does not get a time. Nine, 99.999 at 172 miles per hour. Her parachute clipped the, um, the timing block at the other end of the racetrack. Jared Todd uh, doesn't get down the racetrack under power either. 4.130 at 242 miles per hour. Um, incremental times early. Alexis was on a really good run. Um, 870, uh, yeah, 879 at 60 foot, 330, 2.237. And uh, by that point, it was um, it was over because the six. Uh, 660 time is not representative. Um, Todd was on a decent pass, but it gets about 700 feet and starts moving around and backs off the throttle. Alexis was in trouble a lot sooner than that at 300 feet. Uh, John Forrest and Bob Tasker. John is in the left lane. Bob is in the right lane. Bob Tasker, 3.898 at 331 .6 nine miles per hour 
John Force didn't get down the racetrack under power. 6.881 at 93.84 miles per hour. Uh, looking at the incremental numbers, 865 for Bob Tasker, uh, 224.1 and uh, at 660, 3.161 at 282.24 miles per hour. John was just soft early. The car never really wanted to move. Uh, so in the next pair, we got our first side-by-side run of the session. Tim Wilkerson and Robert Height. Uh, it'll be the second to last pair. 3.898 at 327.11 miles per hour for Robert Height in the right lane. Bob Tasker is going to get the spot because of the speed. When they run the same times, we go to the speed. Whoever has the bigger speed gets the spot. Um, so Tim Wilkerson was no slouch. 3.936 at 326.71 miles per hour. Uh, but... Robert was down there with them. He he was he was he was out on them. Um so incremental times 864 for Robert Height, 2.237 uh at 330 and at the eighth mile 3.153 at going over 281.30 miles per hour. Uh Tim Wilkerson in the uh left lane 87760 330 uh, 2.273, 6.60, 3.194, going over 280 miles per hour, 280.49 miles per hour. Uh, So they get down the racetrack. Um, John Forrest and Robert Height got a matchup in the first round. Robert had to improve on this run. He does not improve. Makes a clean run, but doesn't improve. They both make clean runs, but you guessed it. They don't improve all right in the last race (laughs) of the day we got brian caps and matt hagan the dsr hellcat dodges they put on a show how about side by side at 333 miles per hour 333 something they run 3.8 something right so let's get into the specifics Ron was in the left lane. Matt was in the right lane. 3.868 at 333.25 miles per hour. Matt Hagen takes the top spot from his buddy and teammate in the other lane, Ron Caps. 2.83 for Ron Caps at the 660 mark to Matt Hagen's 286.50. Yeah, we can say that. Uh, 3.86. 0.50 0.50 miles per hour. Ron Caps 3.876 at 333.82 miles per hour. So Ron Caps has the biggest speed of the meet here so far. Let's look at the incremental. Let's 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 compare them. Matt Hagen gets off the line first, and he'll get to the finish line first. Uh, a good side by side right down the groove at 333 miles per hour. Matt Hagen makes his quickest pass of the weekend of to get the top spot and collecting those three bonus points, which is crucial. Caps makes his quickest pass of the weekend, but gets knocked down a notch as Hagen goes around him. They said at the other end, they could see each other's header flames out the side of the window, which is pretty cool. Uh, Incremental times. We got Matt Hagen, who was the quicker of the two at every point of the racetrack. Uh, 867. 
to an 874 uh, at 60 foot. At 330, 2.233 to a 2.235. So just two thousandths off for Ron Caps. 660, we got 3.139 to Ron Caps, 3.147. And then we got a three mile per hour difference at 660, 286 to a 283. Uh, and then both cross the line at 333 miles per hour. So let's just let's just do some. Let's just look at it here. I'm not gonna do math because math bad. No, <laughs> no kidding. We love math. Um, at 340 feet before the finish line, they were both going 280 something. They crossed the finish line going 333 miles per hour in 340 feet that's almost like a that's that's like a 40 mile per hour difference close to it wow wow all right so matt hagan is going to end up in the number one spot for the qualifier in nitro funny car okay so, now we're moving now. Here we go. Antron Brown, Spencer Massey, top fuel round one. Let's talk about the temperature. 68 degrees. The relative humidity is 59%. The barometer is reading 30.07 inches. That's pretty much stayed the same the entire weekend. Just at altitude. This is the best it's been all weekend. 1,322 feet. The track temperature is 85 degrees. It's out there for them, boys and girls. Go get it. Antron Brown gets the win over Spencer Massey. 3.708 at 333. Sorry. Three, <laughs> still still riding off of that other one. 330.39 miles per hour. He makes his best round of the weekend. Uh, 836, 60 foot. He was sub three seconds at the eighth mile. Um, this wasn't really a contest. Uh, Antron, it was it was pretty much a competition single. Uh, it, it I mean, Antron was straight down, straight and true. Um, no, it wasn't a competition single. I'm just kidding. Spencer Massey gets down there 3.845 at 273 miles per hour. Okay, the next pair was Scott Palmer and Billy Torrance. Billy Torrance will get the win, 3.748 at 320 miles per hour to Scott Palmer's 3.767 at 323 miles per hour. The margin of victory, folks, approximately 18 inches. We got 30-foot-long behemoths running down through there at 320 miles an hour. And the victory was determined by 18 inches. That honestly wouldn't be the closest one of the day. So sit tight. Brittany Forrest, third pair versus TJ Zizzo. Brittany gets the win. 3.641 at 337.66 miles per hour. She was running 297 miles per hour at the eighth mile. At the eighth mile, 2.926 at 660, 2.069 at 330, and at 60 foot, 812. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. 
That was a run. That's the third quickest. That's the third fastest pass in top fuel history. You know who has the 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 one, two, three, four? Brittany Force. One, two, three. All Brittany. Four. Five. Brittany. You know who is the sixth? Tony Schumacher. <laughs> Which is incredible. That's incredible. Kyle Wurzel, Mike Salinas. Mike Salinas narrowly gets it done. The proximate um winning percentage on this one, seven feet. Uh Mike Salinas gets into a little trouble and Kyle Wurzel gets back on the gas trying to get him. Look at the speed difference at the at the line. 3.843 for Mike Salinas at 244 miles per hour. He was not running with the flames up. But look at Kyle Wurzel, who was. 3.847 at 299.39 miles per hour. It's amazing. It's amazing. Clay Milliken and Leah Pruitt. Leah Pruitt is going to get the win. 3.701 at 326 point one six miles per hour leah was sub three seconds to the eighth mile 844.60 and 64 off the line she beat clay off the line sean langdon and steve torrance sean langdon and steve torrance look at this steve torrance 3.669 at 329.42 miles per hour to Sean Langdon. That's the best run of his weekend. 3.762 at 324 miles per hour. Uh, just backing up one pair, Clay Milliken, 3.883 at 253 miles per hour. Want to make sure I got that in there. Uh, Steve Torrance, 294 to the eighth mile, 294 to the 660 foot, 2.942. Uh, that's that's funny. That's interesting. 330, 2.082, and 60 foot, 820. Stout. Josh Hart and Justin Ashley. Josh Hart gets the win. 3.758 at 326.95 miles per hour. Justin Ashley gets off the line good and is actually quicker to 60 foot, but encounters some problems. And that's enough for Josh to go around him. The last pair of the first round, Doug Kalitta and Trip Tatum. Check this one out. Side by side at 3.7 something. Here we go. 3.714 for Trip Tatum, who gets the win at 331.36 miles per hour. Doug Kalitta, best run of the weekend, 3.724 at 325.30 miles per hour. They were both sub three seconds to the eighth mile. And let me tell you what they ran at the eighth mile. 2.986 in both lanes. Dead even to 660 foot. Amazing. The difference. Look at this. Look at the speed in which they were traveling. Doug Kalitta, 287.17. To Trip Tatum, 293.14. Looking at the incremental times. Doug Kalitta gets them off the line. Trip Tatum was slower to 60 feet at 837 to Doug Kalitta's 831 at 330, 2.111 in Doug Kalitta's lane to three to 2.125 in the other lane. Uh, that power just came at the end of the racetrack. So, funny car, Nitro, 
Nitro, funny car, first round. Alexis DeJoy and Bob Tasker. Bob gets the win, 3.927 at 330.55 miles per hour. He was 3.190 at 283 miles per hour at 660, 885, 60 foot, uh, and it will. He was oh, uh, 107 off the line. Alexis DeJoria doesn't get down the racetrack, smokes the tires, but gets off the line first. 4.505 at two uh, at 186 miles per hour. Next, we have Dale Creasy and Blake Alexander. Blake Alexander gets the win, 3.953 at 200. 98 miles per hour. That car wasn't running through the finish line. Uh, to Dale Creasy's losing effort, 402 at three uh, 289 miles per hour. Uh, Creasy gets the whole shot, but Alexander had pulled next to him by 60 feet. Moving on, we got Matt Hagen who gets the win. It's a competition single. Um, s- something was off with the timing, and he didn't get a time. Uh, the car was running pretty good. Um, but I'm guessing Dickie and the guys just clicked it because, you know, the crew chiefs can cut the car off from the starting line. Um, so we only get a speed for him, 234 uh, miles per hour, um, which is pretty cool because I was down there recording and I was recording just the finish line and he was off the gas and still crossed the finish line at 200 miles an hour. Truly incredible. Moving on, we got Chris King and Ron Caps. Ron Caps gets the win, 3.8. Five four at three hundred thirty three point four one miles per hour. He was three point one two six at the eighth mile, running over two hundred eighty six miles per hour at the three thirty mark. Two point two one nine at sixty eight sixty nine. Uh, this is Loey T of the event, the quickest funny car time of the year of the year at our racetrack. Hello. All right, <laughs> Terry Haddock and Bobby Bodie. Bobby Bodie's going to get the win, 435 at 250. Um, Bobby was first off the line, 107 to 109. He was mixing up cylinders from the step of the throttle throw, but he's going to get the, the win in the right lane. Uh, everybody in the uh, everybody that has advanced so far has been in the right lane. Uh, so we got Jim Campbell and Cruz Pedregon. Cruz Pedregon gets it done. 3.193 at 327 miles per hour to Jim Campbell. 4005 at 313.22 miles per hour. That's a clean pass. That's good. That's a good run. Uh, Cruz was 3.17 at the eighth mile, going over 281 miles per hour. Um, he was first off the line. Next, we have John Forrest and Robert Height, the team cars. We don't want this ever, but John Forrest gets the win, 3.970 at 316. Now, interesting about this run, it was quite off the mark, seeing as how we have a 385 out there on the racetrack. Uh, That was a very beatable run, Uh, but Robert Height double-stepped, two-stepped it. It went pop, pop. Uh, uh, at the at the start, that's gonna sound hilarious when you guys listen to it, because <laughs> it was funny when I just did it. But basically, he ended up idling down the racetrack at 24 seconds. Um, that's a good run, good workmanlike run, high 390 run. Uh, but it was definitely beatable, especially when we have a car in the next pair who wins in the left lane, the same lane that John Force just won in, and runs 3.8. 
3.95 at 330.39 miles per hour. That's J.R. Todd um, getting the win over Tim Wilkerson in the right lane, who loses traction about 400 feet out, still crosses the line at four seconds uh, at 222.22 miles per hour. Uh, it was a coin flip off the line, 0.8082 uh, to a 0.88. Uh, straight down, headers hot and clean for J.R. Todd. So, second round, Mike Salinas and Trip Tatum. Mike Salinas is going to get the win, 3.736 at 329 miles per hour. He is killing it off the line, 0.42. Trip Tatum, red lit. He gives away a 3.808 at 327 miles per hour. I'm not sure if that would have been uh, competitive considering what was happening in the other lane. Um, air temperature is getting a little uh, hot here. 79 degrees. Relative humidity, 42%. Barometer, 30.01 inches. The adjusted altitude is 2,042 feet. The track temperature is 109 degrees. Um, so... Moving on, uh, let me see, make sure there's nothing else notable. Uh, Max, Mike, I keep calling him Matt Salinas. Mike Salinas is three seconds flat at the eighth mile. Josh Hart and Brittany Forrest. <laughs> this was a close one. Uh, approximately two feet, the margin of victory. Brittany Forrest gets off the line second. Uh, 092 to a 061. Uh, Josh Hart gets it done. 3.9. No, no, no. 3.793. There we go. 325.69 miles per hour. Two. Brittany Forrest, who slowed a lot. Uh, she lost a cylinder going through the lights. 3.767 at 321 miles per hour. Um, I mean, they were pretty much dead even the entire trip down the racetrack. Brittany was quicker on the racetrack, but um, Josh Hart is going to get this whole shot victory, uh, seeing as how Brittany uh, ran quicker than him on the racetrack. So, um, you know, Force had the lead until they passed half track. And then, I mean, it was pretty much back and forth, literally the whole way down the racetrack. In three seconds, we can have back and forth. Love it. Brittany, uh, so Brittany's going to get She's going to take the loss and she's going to have to pack up and head to Dallas. It's so weird. Like I'm talking about it, like it's happening right now. Uh, this happened like over two months ago, uh, but it's fun. I wanted to talk about my home race. Uh, the next race, Billy Torrance and Leah Pruitt. Leah Pruitt gets the win 3.769 at 316 miles an hour. She was uh, three seconds flat to the eighth mile. In the last pair, we have Antron Brown and Steve Torrance, the buddies, the best friends off the racetrack. Uh, Antron's going to encounter some problems, 4.445 at 190 miles an hour. Uh, Steve Torrance is going to get the win, 331.36 miles per hour. Uh, the ET is 3.709. Um, Torrance was in the right lane. Leah was in the right lane. Josh was in the left lane. Uh, Mike Salinas was in the left lane. Um, so moving on. Funny car. Round two. Blake Alexander and Cruz Pedregon. Uh, Cruz is going to get it done. Neither car was singing through the line. Uh, 412 at 243 for Cruz. Um, the weather conditions haven't changed that much. Um, so 
uh, Cruz is going to get it done in the right lane. Bob Tasca and Bobby Bodie. Bobby Bodie is qualified number three. How about that? And Bob Tasca is qualified number six. <laughs> They're going to meet in the first round here or in the second round. Uh, but however, Bob Tasca is going to get it done nine. 3.959 at 330.88 miles per hour. Bobby Bodie was not running through the finish line. Then we got the champs, the champions. Um, John Forrest and Ron Caps. John is in the left lane. Ron is in the right lane. Ron, uncharacteristically late. 121. Um Forrest was in deep. You can see that in the uh, 60 foot time. Uh, but that's what he does. That KG veteran. Uh, 039 off the line. Now, what you can really see is, is if they pull it in, you can see in the 60 foot time. If it's a little off, uh, you can see that they, they kind of cheat a little bit. You got to if you take a little bit, you got to give it back somewhere. Nine point or 0.939 at 60 for John Forrest. That's a pretty soft uh, 60 foot. Uh, but that was because he was, he was in deep. This was a great drag race. Uh, Ron never, uh, he, he was never out in front at, at any point on the racetrack. He was quicker than Forrest at every part of the racetrack. 3.929 at 326 miles per hour at the other end to John Forrest 3.970 at 328 miles per hour. Um, uh, so Interesting, interesting. It was a great drag race, though, uh, but it was more than a car length at the other end of the racetrack, approximately 20 feet. These cars are only 10 feet long. So we got John Forrest in the next run, in the next round. Um, in the next race, we have J.R. Todd and Matt Hagen. Matt Hagen's going to get the win. 3.894 at 332.18 miles per hour. J.R. Todd was not running through the finish line at just four seconds, running over 182 miles per hour. Matt Hagen was in the right lane. All right, moving on to the third round of uh, eliminations here. We got Leah Pruitt and Mike Salinas. Uh, Leah Pruitt goes up in smoke. At the hit and crosses the line at 20 seconds. Mike Salinas in the right lane is going to get it done. 3.713 at 328 miles per hour. Now, there was a timing malfunction at the other end of the racetrack. And it read that uh, <laughs> Leah Pruitt crossed the line at 338.85 miles per hour. Not possible. Not possible. Uh, so, again, malfunction. Because uh, considering she crossed 660 at 32 miles per hour. So we know that that was a malfunction, but that was a little funny. Okay. So then we got Josh Hart and Steve Torrance. This was a, um, solid effort for Josh Hart, but his day will end here. Steve Torrance in the right lane goes 3.767 at 325 miles per hour to move into the final round. Josh Hart hazes the tires in his day is done a uh, funny car semi-finals here we got john forrest and bob tasca neither car crosses the line full song uh, bob tasca is going to get the win though in the right lane 4.306 at 216 miles per hour to forces 682 at 93 miles per hour cruz pedragon and matt hagan side by side down here 
Um, 3.922 for Matt Hagen, who will win the race. 328. Uh, Cruz Pedregon. Um, 3.954 at 323 miles per hour. The approximate margin of victory is 14 feet. So a little bit more than a um, car length. All right, so moving on to the funny car. We start with the funny cars in the final round since we just do Nitro here. Um, hats off to Erica Enders, who would get the win here as well over Dallas Glenn in a very nice, close pro stock final. Um, the air conditions, it's 4 o'clock at this point. It's 83 degrees, relative humidity, 39%. The barometer is 29.92 inches. The adjusted altitude. 2,489 feet. So that's what the engines think they're running at. The track temperature is 112 degrees. If we remember correctly, that's the same temperature it was in Q2. So Matt Hagen is going to get the win over Bob Tasker III. This was a very, very, very close drag race. Uh, Matt Hagen was actually not in the lead as he passed the point on the racetrack I was standing. Um, so he really, in that last 400 or so feet of the racetrack, really that J Dickie Venables horsepower just really showed itself 3.933 at 333.49 miles per hour. Man, I'm telling you, incredible. 300, just anything close to 330, it was out there. Again, 320, you know, we, we like to see the cars over 320, um, but look at Bob Taskless, no slouch, 329.99 miles per hour. So that was practically a 330 run as well. Uh, he runs, he crosses the line 3.967. Uh, so let's look at the incremental times. Matt Hagen, 899 at 60 foot. Uh, Bob Tasker, nine, uh, 900 flat. So they were, they might've stepped it in a little bit because uh, those aren't great times. Uh, so th th that tells me that they were doing little uh, staging things up on there, uh, rolled out a little bit. Uh, 60 foot. Oh, I'm sorry, we just did that one. 330, 2.302 for Bob Tasker to a 2.283 in Matt Hagen, which is in the right lane to Bob Tasker in the left. Uh, 660, 3.227 for Bob Tasker, and then Matt Hagen, 3.2. 199 uh going over 285 miles per hour uh bob tasker was running over 280 miles an hour at that point in the race moving on to the top fuel final let's see uh margin of victory in that one 22 feet with the head of flames up on both cars stout amazing amazing into the top fuel Funny car day. I'm going to start calling it that because we, we technically can. Nobody does, but why not? Uh, <laughs> all right. So then we got the next pair, Steve Torrance and Matt. I, there, I did it again, guys. Mike Salinas <laughs> for Team Scrappers. Steve Torrance for Red Lion Oil and Capco, which this week, actually fast forwarding to modern times, uh, they actually extended their partnership with Torrance Racing Red Line Oil. So that's very cool. Steve Torrance is going to get this win. He's off. He is not off the line first. 011 in the other lane for Mike Salinas to a 142. He was kind of thrown off by what was happening. The light bulb went off and uh, Mike kind of double bulbed him, which he doesn't do 
so there was some issues on the other side of the racetrack. Uh, Steve Torrance was three seconds flat at the eighth mile, going 290 miles an hour, 3.736 at 328 miles per hour. Mike Salinas was out on him. He was out on him. He left first. And uh, he encountered some problems. And actually, when he pulled the parachutes, his um, his parachute clipped the finish line block, which is very, very interesting. Um, so that was a very exciting race. This is a very long podcast, uh, but that's fine. Uh, that's okay, because we still have to talk about this upcoming week. Uh, performance. Brittany Forrest and the Monster Energy team are going after the little points, one point is a thousand points in a championship, said Doug or David Grubnick. Um, she's got ground to make up. Torrance, who had a strong weekend in the desert in Vegas, um, top fuel points. It's still a two car uh, race with Steve in the driver's seat. Uh, Steve won the last race. He beat Mike Salinas. Uh, so that's interesting that we talked about another race today that he beat Mike Salinas in. Uh, Brittany Forrest, she lost an important round in Vegas to Mike Salinas uh, and missed a matchup with number one in the point, Steve Torrance. Uh, she's now 105 back. Salinas is 172 back. Um, so points and a half, though. Uh, and those... The uh the round points are now 30, 30 points and a half. So points is 20, and then a half of that is 10, so 30. Uh, we got quickest of the session this, this weekend coming up. Uh, four points to the quickest, three points to the second quickest, two points to the third quickest, and this is the only race we do a fourth quickest, and they get one point. Um, so a lot of people don't really agree with points and a half. Uh, most people might say it's manufactured drama. Uh, but not necessarily. Uh, it, it's it's good. It's good for TV. I know there's a lot of old-fashioned folks that just like the old-fashioned way of, hey, we won the most races. We should win. Yeah. Um, but that's just not how we're doing it now. This is how we're doing it. Um, and, you know, you got to do what the, the sanctioning body is doing. It's doing. It's doing. <laughs> Matt Hagen. Matt Hagen. Ron Capps. Cruz Pedregon are the three cars that can win the top fuel funny car championship in Pomona. Uh, Cruz is back in the conversation because of that win in Vegas over Ron Caps, who was number one in the points. He's still number one in the points. He's still in the driver's seat. He's uh, 80, I'm sorry, 58 above Matt Hagen, and he's 83 above Cruz Pedregon. Points and a half. There's 150 points for winning the race. Okay. Um, max points of 191 points available. So, I mean, a lot of things have to happen for for Mike Salinas to win the championship. Let's just let's use him as an example. You kind of gotta. This guy's gotta lose. This guy's gotta win. You have to win. You have to go two more rounds than this person. You know it. It's really an interesting situation uh, because most people would say, oh, well, I mean, it's pretty much wrapped up because, you know, that's that Torrance car is going to win. Well, we don't know that the race hasn't happened yet. Um, that's why they run them. They don't run them on paper, uh, because if we did, we just give out the championships right now. But we didn't do that. Uh, we're going to run them in Pomona, California. 
that's a good racetrack. It's at the correct time of the year, not in the 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 heat of the summer. It's in the right time of the year. Um, so, I mean, the national record was set there. It, that's a place that they set national records. But um, so is Worldwide Technology Raceway. Um, so, but we're talking about Pomona. <laughs> but I wanted to throw that in there. I'm going to fight for my home, okay? All right. But... So we could see some things like that. There are points up for grabs if the national record is set. That could be something that David Grupnik and the, and the guys look into. They're not going to beat themselves, though. We don't want to go up there and just try and set the world on fire and rotate the earth, and then we beat ourselves. And then Steve Torrance clinches the championship in the first round. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. So it's going to be very exciting. It's going to be a very exciting weekend. Like last week, guys, this was a long one. So if you stuck with me this long, I do appreciate you. Thank you for letting me talk to you on my birthday. I had a good time. I'm excited. Uh, It's a great day. It's a beautiful day. The sun is out. It's going to be 72 degrees here in November. Uh, We got we got to thank those those days because they are truly blessings. We don't get them all the time. So we're going to have. A little bit of music at the end of this. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm gonna pick, uh, if anything, uh, because we did uh, we did go on a little longer than we usually go today. Uh, but again, we're talking drag racing. Sometimes I have too much information. <laughs> Said I want to give it to you. So with that, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this one up. I thank you for listening. If you made it this far, I appreciate it. You don't have to listen. I just want to say you don't have to listen to this in one setting. It's kind of hard to. (laughs) Uh, But listen to it at your convenience. But I appreciate you for listening at all. Even if you listen for 10 minutes. I appreciate you. I really do. Thank you. I don't take any of you guys for granted. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So with that, I'm going to get off of this podcast. We're going to start... TJ birthday 2021 and um, we're going to have a good one. So with that, I hope you have a good rest of your day or night and uh, we'll see you next week after uh, Pomona, California, when the championships are crowned. We'll see you next week and we'll break down that race just like we do every single week. You guys have a good one. I'll see you next week. Bye bye. This has been the Nitro Performance Guide. Bye bye.